Games Podcast. The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales, if you have a game, and it is good, then get time and it will thrive, and you will be rewarded. It's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news, we have the latest titles that we are interested in, of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews, and then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals, uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the next game on, bitches! Hello, friends and neighbors, and welcome to episode number 266 of the Best Linux Games Podcast, being recorded for you right here on this uh, very cold Saturday, November 30th, uh, 2019, at 2048, 8.48, left coast time, Pacific Coast, coast to the most, Crack Engineer, I, oh, that would make it for our sequel friends, 2019-11-30. Um, is today the last day of November? Are there 31? Oh, yeah, this is the last day of November. Interesting. We'll get this out. Mas Pronto, Crack Engineer, Ivor Molina, the man with the plan who's responsible for all of this, for everything, the man who we love to point to and blame, Crack Engineer, Ivor Molina, over there, in the booth holding up the whiskey sign. Dip 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 there. Yeah, Sante, everybody. Ah. I have play dates set for the next several minutes, so uh this is going to be a shorter than usual episode. And Ivor, yes, ring the bell, Ivor! Ivor knows that every time I say that, that means that we're going to go for three hours. Yep, that's right, Ivor. Ivor, you're fired, by the way. Thanks for the rundown. Mm. So, let's get straight to our top stories, because we do have a lot of material to cover. Mm. First of all, happy uh, Thanksgiving to all of our American friends. Um, Hope you had a happy and a healthy, uh, with a minimal amount of uh, interpersonal violence, interfamilial violence. Um during the uh, festivities. Um, I had a great time. Super cool. Uh, old friend from my childhood came over, which was super weird, but it was great because like everyone was kind of on the same let's have super weird Thanksgiving page. So that was really cool. And it was really fun, you know, because I'm hitting a certain age. That age being old as fuck, and old as fuck being a nice way of saying 
dirt, dinosaurs, invention of gunpowder, Lincoln administration, Carter administration, et cetera, et cetera, old as fuck. So it's nice, you know, as you reach a certain age to know that, you know, there are friends because they start to they they become impossible to replace and they're something that you lose constantly. So I had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Hope you did as well. For those of you who've been living underneath a rock right now, the um, Steam store is going through their autumn sale, which every... I think they started doing this two years ago and it confuses me every year because it psychs me out. It makes me think that it's the winter sale, but unless I am... I could be completely wrong on this. Because I'm always completely wrong on this. It's a binary choice, and so I psych myself out and I always choose the wrong choice after, you know, because I think that I'm always... because I'm always wrong. And so then I... I, it makes it impossible to memorize the right choice. Ah, the joys of being me. But, um... A Steam Autumn Sale is alive and well, and hopefully there will be a winter sale. The Autumn Sale, I'm not that impressed with. The disc- the discounts in general, Bully Lockers put up a, a good uh, little thread in the um, in the Discord uh, that highlighted some of the some of the better deals, but even, like, the better deals, there weren't that many of them, and they weren't for great games, uh, generally, and if they were for great games, they weren't super steep discounts, so I spent longer than average um, calling our feature for you this week, which is the best Steam Store autumn sale deals that I've found. But we do have a full show on top of that, so that's cool. If you're wondering about where my, uh, if you're wondering about how I'm enjoying my Stadia, my Google Stadia, um, it's not here yet. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, like, I fucked up the order by, like, taking out all my credit cards that had money from my PayPal. So I had no way to pay them, and then I didn't realize until, like, two days after they sent me, like, hey, you need to fucking pay us and we're not sending you your shit. And so now, like, I'm, like, evidently, like, in a back log or slush pile or holding pattern or whatever. I don't know. I'm just glad to have made it through Thanksgiving. Next up is Christmas, after which is New Year's, after which, no, you're still not safe. Then we have to make it through Valentine's Day and then we are safe for about a month until tax tax season is upon us. And then then we can truly say that we have claimed a year for ourselves and made it our own. That is, of course, until my birthday, which is... And uh, that, you know, is soon thereafter. And then all of a sudden, we're doing it all again. Soon we'll be out amidst the cold world strife. Soon we'll be sliding down the razor blade of life. Um... So my Google Stadia still has not arrived, but they charged me for it. Um, I and I've been so busy, I've not really had time to hassle them or investigate what the fuck is going on. And I'm still uh, participating in a complete media blackout about all Stadia news. I want to see it and experience it for myself. That way, when I come in on here, when I come on you, you know, what time should I come on you? I want to come on you. Yes. Yes, real estate appointment. What time should I be coming on you? Um, props go to Senor Zach Fahey. Long before it was fashionable. In fact, that was long before Borat was even a thing. Borat was not a... Borat had not aired. We had never seen Borat when uh, when Zach made that up. But I was crucial to that moment in... Uh, self-referential history because I was the one who provided the business card. But moving on, um, I, I will keep you posted about the Stadia. Um, I'm anxious for it to fucking arrive. Like, I really want it to arrive. I keep thinking that, keep worrying that maybe someone stole it from my fucking, you know, no one ever steals anything. I live in a fucking gay community, so if anyone steals it, they, they live here. And, of course, the infrared tracking device and the die packs that are summarily uh, included in every one along with the geolocation package in all of my packages will surely identify the culprit long before. I'm like Batman. 
I'm like the Batman of Amazon Prime. Um, but fuck you, machine. So one of the best deals that they had during the Steam Autumn sale, though. It's funny, a friend of the show, Jeff Jeffy Wise, messaged me about this, and I'd already known that they were doing this. They were selling the Steam Controller for $5. Jeff forwarded me a news clipping of... I kind of blocked out. I was really stoned and drunk when he sent it to me, but I, I did see it. I think I saw it. Um some fucking Windows gamer calling it vaporware, which is so funny. I replied with like a fucking five minute long voice message. I think, well, okay, look, anyone who calls it vaporware obviously is a fucking idiot. That's thing number one. Because it's not vaporware. Thing number two comes in two parts. There are two kinds of people in the world. There are people who love the Steam Controller and who know how to customize it and make it work with their games. And there are people who don't know those things. The people who belong in the latter category, the the second group, the people who don't know those things, they are generally inclined to completely fucking hate the Steam Controller, which is understandable because they can't make it work. Those who have the patience or the necessity and or on top of that in some combination of all three of these the persistence to make the Steam Controller work perfectly for them love the Steam Controller and it works with basically every game still so it's not like they what I'm trying to say is like Windows gamers see Steam as like nothing and they don't realize that there's a fucking numerical fact to reality here where the PC gaming market share in terms of like gaming on personal computers across all operating systems not by Linux but across all operating systems is heavily dominated by Steam Um, but then again they are Windows users so we will have we should have pity on them discretion being the better part of Valor they are more to be pitied than to be censured right now by the time I tried to get my three Steam controllers I wanted to buy three or four I have three already, but I, at five bucks a pop, by the time I went last, or day before yesterday, they were sold out. So, hopefully you guys got some Steam controllers. Sucks if you missed it, I know, doesn't it? Yeah. Five bucks for a Steam controller. It's a fucking premier piece of hardware. It is. It has a longer battery life than the fucking Xbox uh, Xbox One wireless controllers. Um, and those wi- those wireless controllers lasted a long time, but they had to be recharged. It's a great thing about Steam controller, you just pop in new batteries. Um, in my humble opinion, I know it's wasteful, but until we develop new battery technology. You know, I, I I I live in the world as it is, not as I would like it to be. Um, don't let that stop you, though, from keeping your feet on the ground and reaching for the stars. So, uh, Steam Controller sold out. Yeah, so it's it's totally abandonware, right? Yeah, sold out in like three days out of like five. For real, it's like yeah, no one likes a Steam Controller. Yeah, no, you know what? Maybe game journalism needs to go back to the early 1990s where they were still using fucking legitimate standards from the 70s and 80s, journalistic standards, critical standards, and stop hiring every fucking teenager who has an opinion. Because they are generally fucking stupid. This goes across the board, but you've all heard me do that rant many times, so we'll, we'll spare you the song and dance this time. This time... Ivor, did I mention that you're fired? Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. It's weird. He's become, like, kind of a ghostly apparition again. He's like... Well, what do you call yourself? Put it on the sign. Put it on the sign! Demi-corporeal. He's demi-corporal. And that is not a military ranking. He's like... Ectoplasm and fog. He's 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 weird. He's between he's between gigs right now. But luckily, you're fired, so you can leave at the bricks, shipbird. Get on that next job, and I'll see you on the other side of the merry-go-round when you catch that brass ring. So this tis the season. The 
advent of the steam autumn sale <laughs> also signifies the beginning of the steam awards season so be sure to nominate your games your favorite games or games that you've worked on <laughs> for a steam awards uh, category um, it is simultaneously after two years I think I've been doing the steam awards that I've been aware of them um, at least, I think it's been two years, maybe three. Um, at first I was really pumped, then I was slightly diminished, my enthusiasm was slightly diminished, this is year by year and then, uh, last year I was like, wow, this is I'm really trying hard to get excited about this and then this year I am now officially declaring the Steam Awards the most useless barometer of what is good in the world of fucking Steam. I don't know if that's true, but the problem with the Steam Awards, I love nominating shit for the Steam Awards. I think you should too. Um, but I think it's, if it came down to like nominating shit for the Steam Awards or filing a good pro, uh, or filing an accurate ProtonDB report, which is something else that we have to talk about, but we're saving it for next week. ProtonDB went through a retro, uh, went through a, um, a renovation, but I would say that filing reports on ProtonDB is way more important to Linux gamers than anything that's going on in the Steam Awards, and the problem with the Steam Awards is that when they're over, no one really fucking knows who won. They don't make anywhere near as big a deal about the aftermath of the Steam Awards, because it's, you know, user-selected stuff, and so somehow we don't count I'm serious, that's that's the way the game industry looks at us. We're like sheeple to them. Um, and that's by extension, Valve has adopted you know, I would say a similar outlook and perspective. Not necessarily in terms of Linux gamers, but just in terms of all of their gamers, all of our, all of their customers, all of their clients. That would be me, that would be you, that would be us, that would be everyone. Um, and so they don't make a big deal out of like Oh! The Steam Awards are done and now we know and here they are! They don't do that. They make a big deal on the front end, but they don't make a big deal on the back end. They need to have an award show, is what they need. I mean, a big award show. We're talking like, you know, pump $3 million into an award show, get it on fucking, you know, TV, fucking make that shit happen, and then the Steam Awards will be humongous, and will be a marketing boon for everyone. And from where I stand, because... Uh, whether by, well, it's not by my choice, but just by uh, accidents of fate and synchronicity and whatever the fuck, uh, what, what do you call it? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just the way shit shook out. Steam and me are forever tied together until they detach themselves from Linux, and I don't think that they're ever going to. I have no information to support that they are planning to, but just the fact that I'm thinking it means that they're probably going to at any moment. So, they need to do a better job They need to do a better job at boosting the reveal of the rewards. Also, finally, our top stories before we get to our feature, which is oh, actually, no, we have we have a bunch of oh shit, Ivor, you're fucking fired. This is not our final top story. Um, we'll get to the deals. They're its own feature this week. The best deals that you can get, and you still have. Um, it runs the Steam Steam sale runs through when. December 3rd, so that is a Tuesday, I believe. Let me see. Yeah, Tuesday, December 3rd. So you still have plenty of time to get in on these deals, except for the Steam Controller. Sorry, I can't help you there. Before we get to that shit, though, we have a bunch of updates about stuff, about individual games, but before we get to that, I want to make sure to mention that our website is currently fucked. We are experiencing massive problems with our website, partially because I'm going fucking broke, and partially because uh, I haven't had, because it's the holiday season, I haven't had time to fucking fix Drupal this week, so 
I have no idea what's going on with our website. I'm going to hope that I can upload this onto there again, and then W get the whole fucking thing, and then I'm gonna have to do it by hand because, uh, well, you don't want to know. You just don't want to know. And I don't know when the fuck I'm gonna be able to get the time to do that. I've been saying this now for over a year, I think, that I'm gonna revamp the website. Oh well, it still kind of serves its purpose, I think. Although, from what I understand, some people that, well, it's not just some people, it's like basically everyone that talks to me on a fairly regular basis has had problems um, with their podcatcher on Linux pulling from our RSS feed on our website, which is a big problem and it needs to be fixed. I'm aware of it. I'm sorry. It's always better though if you use the SoundCloud anyway because that gets it away from our server which I mean the last two months have been a little a little slower than normal which is good for us on the website but I can't keep doing 500 fucking downloads a week of this podcast that I pay SoundCloud to also host so please if you can listen to us on SoundCloud listen to us however you the fuck you want but if you can you know I appreciate anyone who listens to us at all but uh, if you can please listen to us on SoundCloud because that way I don't have to pay for the server space we are running out of hard drive space on our droplet and we have a 40 gigabyte droplet isn't that crazy that's what fucking five years will do to you you know, I don't know. It's just fucking nuts, right? Isn't that crazy? I thought that was pretty nuts. It's a testament to how much and how awesome everyone who listens to the show, everyone who participates in the Discord server and everything else, it, you know, it gives a guy kind of a good, queasy, sinking feeling to realize that this is unsustainable. Um, <laughs> at least at the level that I... So, I don't know. I might have to move off a lot of shit to archive it and we're we're paying like 60 bucks a month well it doesn't matter in terms of uh, snapshots but that's across all other projects that I have droplets spun up for including old shit that I should retire and blah 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 lots of house cleaning needs to be done and then in the immortal words of the legendary and immortal Terminator T2000 Alan Jude patch your shit is something that we need to be doing for our Drupal install on our website. But this week also saw an an inordinate number of games, classic games, games that I really, 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 really love from the last, you know, one to two to three to five years getting major overhauls on Steam. And because Ivor Molina blanked our notes, blanked our show notes, and then evidently he destroyed the... Ivor, you're fired. He destroyed the rundown. You fucker! Um, I'm gonna have to eyeball this. First of all, exciting games that I've discovered that are either on... Well, okay, well, shit. I want to disambiguate. I want to separate the stuff that's on sale from... Okay, so, games that got massive updates this week, or the last two weeks, or since, you know, that we've not mentioned on the show. Nova Drift got its fishing update. Uh, completely rebalances the game. I'm pretty sure we've talked about that. My friend Pedro, one of my picks for Game of the Year, possibly. My friend Pedro got a massive update. Hopefully they fixed the scoreboard. I have not been able to uh, experience my friend Pedro since the update. I've been too busy playing the forest and getting stoned and just losing money hand over fist at the bar. But anyway, um, major, major, major update came to No Man's Sky, one of the best and most tragic games that we've ever covered on this podcast. Massive update. It is called the Synthesis Update, I believe. Uh... 
Oh, and you can still nominate. Yeah, the synthesis update. This is a major update. This is as big as the last major update. That was the stupidest thing I've ever said in my entire life. How big is the um how big is the eraser? The pink, you know, third grade eraser that you just bought. Oh, it's big. It's really big. It's it's easily as big as any other pink eraser that I've ever bought. Okay, but how big is anyway, so but this is a huge update to No Man's Sky. Um They not only did they they added a whole new starship upgrade and salvaging system, which is something that I have been waiting for for forever. Thing I'm terrified, I have not yet played the new update in No Man's Sky. But the th- another thing that I've been waiting f- for forever, and that I'm afraid to play it because of, there's now a new terrain editing system. I'm just going by their notes. Uh, now you can set up permission zones for protected terrain edits, so that like you know if you're playing with a bunch of other people, they can't burrow underneath your base and shit. Um, you can now save your custom looks for your outfit, and there is a first-person exocraft. Finally, one of the most jarring fucking things in the entire game is they add all these exocraft, but you can't have an in-cockpit view. Everything else in the entire fucking game is first-person or in-cockpit view. Or, well, that's not true, because, like, I mean, you can do third-person, but I'm thinking of VR. Inventory management, quality of life, new base parts, new according to them, a new range of triangular base building parts have been added, opening up a large range of new structures for builders. Many new technology upgrades have been added, granting abilities such as long-distance inventory transfers to and from freighters, that's huge, mid-air jetpack recharging, and instantaneous emergency warping. Discovery page editions has been polished and improved addressing a number of key bugs and usability include bulk uploading of discoveries, faster access to planetary data, and a better sense of position both on a planet and within the system. I don't know how big that is. Base building improvements. Base building benefits from a large number of improvements including visual and functional improvements to the snapping system. Oh my god! Thank you, Jesus. But if you've never, anyway, I, I won't, I won't, I won't keep going on and on and on and on. Um, but the storage containers have been increased. That's huge, Jesus. Because it makes no fucking sense to have like an end game mechanic that really doesn't do anything. And then they added the power grade shit in the last update, so you can't access any of your. F- yeah, it was horrible. Hmm. So that's really big, new, and exciting. Um, what I'm really hoping for in terms of the my friend Pedro uh, update is that, and I, I read the the notes, but I was pretty high. Um, I think uh, my friend Pedro. What I'm really hoping is that they fix the scoreboard, the global scoreboard, to kick off all the hackers and shit, because then I have a reason to play more my friend Pedro bunch of other games got huge, massive additions, but I can't find them and I fired Ivor, so he's no longer responsible, but that means one thing, well, two things one, we're gonna get to the feature of this week's show oh yeah no, no, okay, yeah, yeah yeah, no, that looks, that looks about right what I've been playing this week, though, has been uh, Superverse. That was the other thing that I was supposed to talk about. Superverse is a top-down, not procedurally generated arcade space shooter that evidently someone... This is... I am... I have no facts or evidence to back up this supposition, but chief among the news notes that hit me after the last Steam update was that Superverse now runs via Proton. So I bought Superverse for 25 bucks in early access. I thought it was a first-person shooter. It is not. I do not hate this game, but I have no idea why out of all of the motherfucking games that now work flawlessly with Proton, that they felt it necessary that that Valve and Steam itself in their update news felt it necessary to pop as the top news item 
Superverse now has Proton support. And I especially feel that it was ridiculous after having bought it and played it. It runs great. It does run great. There is no multiplayer capability in the game. So it makes the game absolute shit. I'm just gonna tell, tell it to you straight. For 25 bucks, it's absolute shit. It's goat shit. So don't buy Superverse if you get suckered into it. Um, it might, it has great potential and it's a very pretty game. It's actually a lot of fun to play, but you have one life and it's in early access and it's in a very rough state. It doesn't work great with a controller. So that's like a whole host of bullshit that, you know, and that's like ingrained. That's not pro, those are not proton problems. That is just built into the game as it is right now. So anyway. So I wanted to make sure that everyone knew not to think that that endorsement that pseudo endorsement that implied endorsement from Valve and Steam meant that this is like the next big thing. That's what I thought and oh boy was I punched cock punched in the balls and the nutsack out my fucking back of my throat out my mouth and then also out my eyeballs. I have four testicles being half man, half goat. But anyway, the other game uh, that uh, I've been playing has been The Forest, which we will talk about in mere moments, because it is on heavy sale. All of our deals this week are part of the Steam Autumn sale, and here we go. Let's paste them with it, Ivar. We gotta get out of here soon. Oh, my God. It's the Libyans. The Libyans! Never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. This week's teacher. I can't read you. I can't read you. I can read your mind. Take it, Scooby. The Libyans! So, first off. So, as I mentioned, there, I was kind of disappointed with the autumn sale. Hopefully, the winter sale will be better if there is going to be one. But, that having been said, there are some excellent deals available out there. For instance, we'll start with Monster Hunter World at 50% off. All of these are through December 3rd, by the way. Monster Hunter World, a game that BPR, Blaster PR, swears by. He says it's the greatest game that he's ever played. It has online multiplayer that works um, built right into it. Um, It's a huge, sprawling... RPG, third-person action-adventure. It's kind of like The Witcher without the... without all the plot elements, but where you're a monster hunter in the world, teaming up with people from all over the world to kill monsters. It is 50% off. $29.99. That makes it a huge deal. I mean, fifty anything that's 50% off that's that expensive is generally gonna get onto the deal. The deals list. Um, up next I, w- I wanted to put that up front though for everybody up next is the aforementioned No Man's Sky which I seriously I won't go into the whole spiel again but I seriously think they need to permanently mark it down to this price right now through December 3rd it is 50% off at $29.99 and that is a fantastic game I've played over fucking 350 hours of it um for 30 bucks and the reticence of the developers I don't think you're going to get a better sale price than that um, until the game is absolutely irrelevant which is tragic because I don't think as many people will play the game as they should have and I don't think they will have recouped on their investment as much as they could have if they just permanently dropped the price to $30 and then next week or whenever the fucking Steam Winter Sale comes they drop it again temporarily buy another 50% so it's $15 so everyone and their mother can finally check that one off their their wish list, their follow list and then they can start playing it because now it's great but anyway that's a different story and especially post this last update it looks amazing and if you have a VR headset if you have a VR rig at all No Man's Sky is one of the best games in VR on Linux, period the best game on VR for Linux does not work right now, and that's Pavlov VR. I have no idea what the fuck they are doing, but they... Mm, I haven't tried it this week because it just breaks my heart 
that it doesn't fucking work anymore. It just suddenly stopped working for no fucking reason. But anyway, so No Man's Sky, Monster Hunter World, Subnautica, speaking of VR, Subnautica, a game that runs in VR as well as just standard, you know, uh, controller or mouse and keyboard configurations. Subnautica very rarely goes on sale. Right now it's 30% off at $17.49. I finally bought it. I've yet to try it. I got it last night. So that's me. A huge one, a huge one that all of these have been uh, if I haven't played them, they've been verified, I'm pretty sure uh, depending on uh, the uh, breadth and depth of Ivor Molina's fucking research skills, which are, as we have seen, uh, slim to none and slim left town, owing us at least 89% efficiency in this department. Um, some, All of these have been verified to run well, recently via ProtonDB.com Subnautica very rarely goes on sale, runs in both virtual reality mode and in uh, normal controller uh, KVM, you know, keyboard, video, mouse, you know, blah, uh, modes. 30% off, $17.49. That's huge. Oh, yeah, I know. But this one, this I, I bought all of these games, I think, most of them. Rayman Legends. If you, like me, go back to the early, uh, earliest dawn of gaming, can you remember? Yeah, Rayman was the unofficial mascot of the uh, the Atari Jaguar, which I was an owner, a very proud owner. I loved that machine. It was great. The Jaguar Purr was one of my favorite. Hilarious. And, you know, and I was invested in Atari at the time, too, which... <laughs> What a mistake. But Rayman Legends. Game that never goes on sale. If you like Rayman, if you don't know who Rayman was, look him up. Um, Rayman was like a cross between... The first real cross between Super Mario, where you just have a general play mechanic, like, you know, butt jump, or butt bounce, and jump, and, you know, transform into something. Cross between that... Side-scrolling platformer ethos, Crash Bandicoot's platformer ethos, which had not be- come out yet. Crash Bandicoot was, I would say, heavily influenced by Rayman in terms of like taking a two-dimensional world and putting it in a 3D or 3D-esque setting. And Sonic the Hedgehog, wherein instead of just butt bouncing and stuff, you have other techniques and play mechanics. Like you know, you can do the spin, you can do the roll, like where you just you know. But you can like spin in place and then attack with a roll, or you can butt bounce them, etc., 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 and then also introduce foe 3D. Well, Rayman Legends, which is one of like I really wanted this game for a while. Rayman Legends is 75% off at $7.49. You are not going to see that game on that kind of extreme sale again until maybe next week when they do the real sale I guess I don't know let's look at the store page for Rayman Legends Rayman Legends Michelle Ansel the celebrated creator of Rayman Beyond Good and Evil and the Raving Rabbids returns to unleash his innovative creativity on this new entry into the Rayman franchise when Rayman Globox and the Teensies discover a mysterious tent filled with captivating paintings they run out of characters left for the copy on their Steam store page and they didn't care fuck you Ubisoft came out in 2013 so it's six games old six years old but it does not go on sale ever normally retails for 30 bucks I now own it finally thank you Jesus for 8 bucks fuck yeah I will play Rayman Legends and by the way the reviews recently have been very positive at 98 and all reviews very positive 3200 nothing like Destiny 2 but whatever okay so up next a personal favorite of mine we only have two more and then we can get the fuck out of here personal favorite of mine The Forest now, second only to all of the Steam Remote Play games that I've been playing this week with Master Andy Wan and uh, everyone else who I can fucking wrangle into playing Towerfall, uh, Captain Ford, everybody else. 
uh, who I can wrangle into playing Towerfall Ascension with me because now that game makes total sense. And so many other games make total sense now with Steam Remote Play, like Heave Ho. Holy shit, that game is awesome. Thank you, Master Andy Wan, for letting me jump in with you on that game. Uh, but Master Andy Wan and I have been playing The Forest. Me and uh, Ad Knight and Cozy... Uh, Kaz- uh, not Cozy... Cozy Um... One of Ad Knight's alternates, and then another guy who's like in Singapore. We've all been playing The Forest lately, and I've been playing a lot of The Forest single player as well. If you feel that you've missed your opportunity to partake of the sweet, sweet, glorious cannibalistic nectar that lies in the heart of darkness deep within the forest's infinite mysteries, fear no more. The prohibitive price is no longer an obstacle for you because now, through December 3rd, it is 40% off at $11.49. I really wish I had more time tonight. I would give you an in-depth recounting of some recent adventures that I've experienced in the forest. But suffice it to say that now I, in my single-player game, I don't just have a compound. I don't just have a base. I have a compound that is right on the cusp of becoming a the very beginnings of a burgeoning fortress um I've sailed around the island I have I've been a lot of places and I've killed a lot of fucking cannibals killed a lot of fucking mutants um I had a really spiritual experience last week I don't know if I mentioned this in last week's episode but anyway running out of time I was gonna say under uh peer pressure from disc 4 on my amazing journey around the island to the glacial ice caps and beyond to the north um i i built a port near the largest cannibal settlement that i've ever seen and uh, in an inlet and you know trying to trying to be discreet I started trucking logs down and trying to resupply as best i could my houseboat covertly at night um, there I was standing in front of the, the. It started to rain. This is midnight. You know, it's pitch black. And I'm talking. Everyone's watching me do this on the live stream. And I'm talking to people about the cannibals and shit. And uh, especially to Dis4, actually. Dis4. We had like seven viewers for this whole thing. It was an epic fucking journey. It was awesome. Super fun. The game is super fucking fun. And if you get it, you can play it with me. Uh, just hit me up on Steam. I'm Scooky Sprite, S K O O K I E S P R I T E, and I will jump in a game with you, buddy. Trust me, I love it. It is great. Mm. Mm. But someone was remarking. Shit, I can't remember. Hang on, let me find this in my text messages. One moment, please. Okay, so here is a full recounting. I'm just going to read you the text messages I sent to Jeff. Um, This was Tuesday at 1.33 a.m. So tonight in the forest, I went on maximum extreme survival adventure onslaught expedition. Houseboat edition, bitches! I sailed half the coastline of one side of the map. At one point, when putting in for resources and shit, the largest cannibal camp I've ever seen in my life, I thought I heard something, and I was like, huh? As I was carrying logs to the houseboat at night, I deposited my logs in the boat and jumped down to my improvised campfire. Or to my, yeah, imp- improvised campfire. Someone watching the stream was like, oh, dude, it was nothing. You're just fucking getting stoned and paranoid. And I was like, you know, I'm not so sure about that because he's right here staring at you. And I waited a few seconds for the viewer to pick out the silhouette of the cannibal chieftain standing about four meters from me as my with my dying campfire between myself and, and me and him he's barely a whisper of a black shadow of a silhouette I waited for the viewer to see him then when they said nothing said I think he wants to talk to you and added then I added leaves to the fire which made the fire flare up and it roared up for a second and a half illuminating the painted cannibal chieftain with his necklaces of teeth and terrifying skull paint and that began an interesting sequence in which I explained the aggro patterns of the cannibals to my viewers the game's not paused 
I'm standing there by the fire. There's a cannibal chieftain on the other side of the fire. He's just staring at me. He's less than four meters away from me. We're just staring at each other. And so I'm like, so dysphoric. Here's the thing about the cannibals. And I explained their aggro patterns and shit. And neither one of us moved at all. Over three minutes. Until eventually I decided I needed rocks and left them standing there with the fire roaring. I didn't run too far away. I just went kind of like right by where the boat was. So like another, still like additional four meters away from him with my back like halfway turned to him because I, I don't want to die. You know, I'm going to kill him first before he kills me if it comes down to it. But anyway. So I, I decided any rocks left him there standing with the fire roaring. I came back and he's still standing there and he's he's looking right at me. He's And he's not frozen. He's not stuck or anything. He's just really checking me out. And so here's what I here's what I said to Jeff. The next thing I heard over the Twitch uh, chat box was punch and cut his junk off. One of my viewers shouted. I began to explain the aggro rules again, but then looked around, saw that the cannibal chieftain had none of his friends who were in the you know nearby vicinity, and no one was watching, and it was fucking straight up to o'clock in the morning at this point with the moon in the high, high above uh, but behind clouds, so no one could see and so I looked around saw no one was watching, drew my bow and when the fire next dipped slunk right in his fucking eye one hit, one kill I carried his body to the fire and harvested his bones later I've killed a lot of things in the game, but that was my first legit murder. <laughs> okay, and then I went on to explain. I'll, 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 I'll just close with this. Uh, uh, we have one more game, but uh, see, I've learned that the cannibals can. I'm reading straight from the text message here. See, I've learned that the cannibals can sometimes just be straight up curious about you. They don't always want to kill and eat you and shit. The mutants do, yes. But they don't even have faces or eyes or shit, so no point in trying to even talk to them or reason with them or whatever. So it's expected they're gonna try to kill you. The cannibals have like five or more different modes of interaction with you, and it varies differently across the different tribes and the classes in those tribes. At a distance, sometimes they're just scouting you. Sometimes when they run, they run for reinforcements. Mostly they just run away. Sometimes they will get right in your fucking face, lunging at you from meters away, but they won't attack. They want to see what you'll do. If they are the starving cannibal exile types, though, they basically will almost always try to attack, but that's the rarity. The normal cannibals are rarely quick to anger unless you've done something. Like killed one or chopped down trees at night or started a bonfire at night. I always keep a bonfire going at night. Um... Uh, unless you've done something like killed one they're women, especially if they saw you do it, they get really really mad but not always sometimes they just rage at you and weep over the dead sometimes they surrender this is a very fucked up game I have never seen them weep over the dead, but I have I think seen them surrender they just like get on their knees and they, they won't move it's like they want you to kill them once you understand these things about the cannibals in the game, the game becomes so much more enjoyable. And then once you get the houseboat and everything built up, and once you have some people to play with, it is so fucking cool. So, The Forest, right now, 40% off, $11.49. And then finally, um, a game that I never got to play when it was like the biggest game in the world like two years ago. Prey. P-R-E-Y which I played for about 20 minutes tonight uh, before heading out to the bar and losing the rest of my fucking earthly possessions and money. And I'm so fucking broke. It's crazy. Um, but Prey right now, which I also bought, is great. 75% off at $7.49. So to recap our deals, we had Monster Hunter World, Subnautica, Oh, hang on. Monster Hunter World, 50% off, $29.99. Subnautica, 30% off, $17.49. Rayman Legends, 75% off, 
$7.49. Those last two do not go on sale hardly ever. The Forest, which I've never seen on sale, 40% off, $11.99. Prey, 75% off at $7.49. And No Man's Sky at 50% off at $29.99. Hope you had a good Thanksgiving. I will catch you guys next week. Man, it is so weird to have Thanksgiving this late in the month because we have barely have three we have, we have three weeks and just a little bit of change until fucking Christmas Eve and oh boy, then after that it's New Year's and if we survive, you know I don't know I just like every year I don't see how we're gonna do it but anyway, the forest might help. Also, in just this is not on sale but it should be mentioned just as just in part of like a new and noteworthy or whatever if you fail to avail yourselves of the recent Steam Remote Play Super Sale then man it sucks to be you because you've missed out on Fight Angel which is dead or alive with uh crossed with um Mortal Kombat so giant fucking three dimensional bouncing tits awesome costumes, rippable, destroyable clothing, all wrapped up in actually a pretty good fighting game that you can play with other people. Um, whether they have a copy of the game or not. Although, last time I tried to do it, it didn't work. Um, Headlander, single-player game. I am balls deep in Headlander. I'm going to be beating it very soon. Um, Session has not gotten any improvements, but I've gotten vastly better through my, uh, strict adherence to a never play this at all when stone. If I have had weed at all, I am not allowed to play session because I can't fucking do anything in this in session, even if I'm remotely mildly stoned. But I can do fucking crazy shit in session now, and that game is a game it's it's a ball buster. It's hard. I mean it's it might be the hardest it's definitely the hardest skate game I've ever played. Like, Skate or Die, the RPG mall-based Skate or Die, where you run deliveries inside the mall for the NES, that game is nowhere near as hard as Session, but what you can do in Session is so much more satisfying. I already mentioned the Nova Drift, got a giant update. Totally accurate battle simulator, which is similar to that one game that I can't remember the name of, and we don't have it in the notes. Totally accurate battle simulator runs fantastically on Linux. I've played it for 43 minutes. It is super fun, actually. It, it's not as good as the other one, though, that we featured heavily and whose name I can't remember. I can't even remember the name. Of the, I can't even come close to approximating the, what the name of that game was. But anyway, that'll do us for this week. We're out of here in under an hour. Awesome. Pick up Towerfall Ascension. Pick up Heave Ho. Thank you again to all of our friends, neighbors, everybody. Bully Lockers, uh, Casimirez, uh, Ad Knight, and all of his alts. Um, Jeff Jeffy Wise, Jojo Kimon Kendall, um, and Captain Ford. Everybody. Steam Remote Play is probably my favorite thing of the year. In fact, I'm, I might nominate Steam Remote Play itself, even though it's not a game, as being the game of the year because it unlocks the ability to play so many games that you couldn't play otherwise. Because, um, like, you know, if it's if it's local multiplayer only, it can be the coolest game in the world, but if you don't have friends who come over to your house all the time, then guess what? You're fucked. Now all of those games now run over the internet, and it gets better and better with every week. We had some uh, we were playing last night, we were playing Towerfall Ascension uh, Master Andy Wan and I and uh, and some Headland, uh, some Kivo Kivo is great uh, and we had some connection issues and some stuff but eventually it smoothed out and we got in like an hour of Towerfall Ascension with no lag and everyone was, you know, just playing and playing, and he said that he's gone Headlander to run with four people um, via remote play, so four, three people who never knew about Headlander myself included I wasn't in that PlayStation, I played with him one-on-one, it's a co-op game mm. but yesterday whoever developed Heave Ho they're geniuses, by the way it's a fucking awesome game you gotta get it, you gotta friend me, and then we gotta play it online, trust me. 
Seriously, it is fantastic. <laughs> it is the funniest game. It's like Lemmings. But anyway, yesterday, by the dint of one person, by just Master Andy Wan playing with his friends, three people who did not own licenses to Heave Ho bought licenses to Heave Ho. And that does not include me. And you don't need a license. And that's all because of Steam Remote Play. And the even better side of it, of this virtuous circle, is that Master Andy Wan, who was looking to play a game, a fun game, you know, light game with a bunch of other people, co-op game, got to do it without making his friends have to buy the fucking game. See, I don't think developers understand that the more you expose yourself to the eyeballs of the average consumer, especially when you influence influencers like, you know, people like Master Andy Wan or, dare I say, perhaps even myself, although I am quite confident that no one listens to me anymore and they are wise to eschew, to, to avoid listening to me. Um, but that's, that's three sales they did not have. Every one of those people plays it with another one of their friends online. Say, out of three people, three more people discover it. Let's say two of them buy it. All of a sudden, you have the making. That's five sales they didn't have. And for an independent developer, who doesn't, I'm sorry, I was drinking there, who doesn't have access to the media clout the marketing capabilities, the marketing budget, um, or the ability to really put their game on further, deeper, discounted sale than it already is, generating that kind of word of mouth is impossible. It used to be impossible unless you were jacked in to game critics and stuff who you either knew or developed with or worked with or whatever. You had to be part of the community. You had to be really tied in. I'm talking about, you know, 15 years ago. Um, And even then, it was completely impossible. Now, Steam Remote Play has really made this a much more attractive development path and brings to everybody tons of more games. So, super thankful for that. Alright, hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. I'll see you next week. Later days! Ivor, what was it you wanted to say to me? Now you listen, now you listen, for you're going to be a meek little housewife with horn-rimmed spectacles, and you're going to stay away from men and juke joints and booze and pinball machines, and you're going to wear a skirt and low-heeled shoes, and you're going to wear a girdle, and especially a girdle. Business bad? Fuck you, pay me. Oh, you had a fire? Fuck you, pay me. Place got hit by lightning, huh? Fuck you, pay me. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right. Four or five times. It is I, E.B. Farnham. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna cry. Four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yaddy yaddy yo. Four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop two. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop three. Yaddy yaddy. Four or five times. Matt Damon. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets, and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farnham. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die.
Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.